This is Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. This is Derek Rose of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Standing Rock. That man is wanted in five different countries: Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. fucking tease that horse? You are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. We've all stayed alive. You have no idea how important you are. Hey everyone, this is Derek Rose with the Conscious Resistance Network, and tonight we are talking about the differences, the nuances between occult, esoteric, new age, satanic, luciferianism. What else do I got on here? I got a bunch of other ones. A um, couple other terms that I think often get mixed up, confused, misused, abused, however you want to look at it. And yeah, I'm trying to bring some nuance to that conversation that I think is sorely missing. So we'll be talking about that and more tonight here. Um, we're live now on Odyssey. We're live on Rockfin. We are live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And of course, I want to remind everybody that my work can always be found at theconsciousresistance.com. Let me go ahead and pull it up right now. Theconsciousresistance.com. And if you haven't visited recently, we did launch version 3.0 of the website, which made the 10 years plus of content that I've put out, documentaries, books, articles, essays, interviews, podcasts, etc. We've tried to make it easier to navigate it. So we have these categories, investigations, documentaries, books. You can learn more about the philosophy of agorism behind my work. You can see my presentations. You can see the latest documentaries. You can see uh, these categories here and navigate my work on technocracy, the Utah ritual abuse situation, the finders cult, the Epstein network, the pyramid of power, the surveillance state, anarchism, agorism, my motivational talks and videos, my walk-in talks, 5G, COVID-19. You can find all that very easily now on the website. So I just want to point that out for you guys. And uh, yeah, so tonight we are going to be addressing, as I said, several different terms. I got the full list right here. Let me make sure I outline this before I show you guys what I'm working with. We're going to be talking about the differences between occult, mystic, esoteric, new age, satanic, luciferian, and paganism. And some might be wondering why the heck this is something I'm talking about. Well, let me just lay out a little bit of background before we get into this. I've been doing um, research, independent research for 13 years now, even before I decided I wanted to be a journalist and take on that specific role. Just waking up and being curious about the world, reading certain books back here that woke me up and helped me understand that there are secret societies within our world and that they have different beliefs than what they profess publicly, uh, the people who are involved in them, what they might profess publicly. And I've also come across work like over here, Rudolf Steiner, Manly P. Hall, some other th different things. And I'm just a student of life, of history, trying to understand and I want to be able to look at these things object objectively. I have my own spiritual, personal beliefs. And I also see how these terms get thrown around and people, many people, I will say mainly where I'm at in North America, the U.S. and Mexico, people who are Christian, um, often I've seen will label something they don't understand as satanic or pagan or these kinds of terms. We're going to talk about that tonight. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this video is to talk about what do these terms really mean? And how do they apply to us? And, and, you know, and yeah, just be able to have a more mature conversation instead of saying something that you don't understand. Oh, that must be satanic. That must be evil, et cetera. Right. Um, so that's what I'm after here is just trying to get 
deeper into that conversation. And this is one of the beginning in a series of videos that I'm going to be doing. Last week, I did a video called The Difference Between Belief and Knowledge, uh, which I encourage you to check out at theconsciousresistance.com. You can see it there. And that was just me beginning this conversation because I think that's important that we understand the difference between our beliefs and our opinions and then things that we know or can know or can prove in some way and you know the balance between those things. And now this week, we're going to get into some of these definitions of what do these terms mean. And then next week, I'm going to be doing a deeper dive into Rudolf Steiner, starting with Rudolf Steiner, looking at some of his work, which some of his work has been labeled these different terms, occult, mystic, esoteric, new age, uh, maybe satanic by some, things like that. We're going to get into that. And then another reason I'll say, and then this is the last thing I'll say as we get into this, that I wanted to do this video is because I often get labeled by some of you out there as new age because, for example, the conscious resistance, our logo has a person sitting down and uh, and meditating. And to some people, I think that, I guess that's offensive. Or if they're into prayer only of their specific religion, they're like, no, that's bad. They might have heard that meditation or yoga or things like that are going to lead you to the devil. And I, that's a fine opinion to have, I guess. I don't believe that at all. Um, or they might see this again, the logo and see that there's light around the person's head and interpret that in their own way and, and say that it's, again, it's evil. It's satanic. It's something outside of what they believe. So I'm asking you guys, and I think I have a mostly mature audience out there to have an objective, be able to hold the, have an objective conversation and thought process here tonight as we go through some of these different beliefs, because I think this is very delicate conversation for a lot of people, but I will often get labeled by something out there as quote unquote, new age. And I try to ask people, well, what does that mean to you exactly? Can you define that? And I found that most people who use that term, they don't even know what they mean, right? So just like people who say, oh, that's satanic, they might say that's new age. And I've asked people, some, there's a few people who've had a sort of a definition, but for the most part, it seems like a catch-all term for things like, it's not Christian, it's not my religion, it has to do with yoga, meditation, it's something that I don't understand, it's weird, it's hippie, these kinds of feelings that people have, and they call it new age. So the point of tonight's conversation is to actually get into some understanding of what these terms mean, where they come from, and I want to make it clear as well that this isn't meant to be uh, the final conversation on this topic. This is just a conversation starter, and I'm definitely not here saying I'm an expert by any means or anything of that sort. Um, I'm, I just want to have this conversation because I think it's important. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this. I hope we're going to get far. So let's dive into it. Let's see where we can get. And again, I think we're live on Odyssey, Rockfin, Facebook, YouTube. Thanks to everybody who's watching on those platforms. Let's look at my list of definitions that I put together for this video. We're going to start with a cult. Make sure you guys can see this okay. Cool. It's showing up there. All right. So we're going to start with a cult and see what exactly that means. And we're gonna go down this, this order and I'm just gonna show share my definitions, some of this I put together, things I grabbed off various places on the internet. You're just trying to gather as many definitions as possible that sort of paint a picture here. So let's start with the cult. And this is interesting because this is the, some of the first things that come up, supernatural, mystical or magical beliefs, practices or phenomena. Now, I think many people who study occult teachings understand that the word really does mean hidden, obscured, things like that. But this person, this one that I found, that it kind of describes it in that way. Supernatural beliefs, practices, or phenomena. And they had a quote, a secret society to study alchemy and the occult. And then I got this one, late 15th century as a verb from Latin, occultare, 
uh, secret frequentive of ocular conceal based on celere to hide uh, the adjective and noun from a cult covered over. So concealed, covered, secret, hidden. Uh, and in Wikipedia says the occult in the broadest sense is a category of esoteric supernatural beliefs. We're going to define esoteric in a moment. Uh, category of esoteric supernatural beliefs and practices which generally fall outside the scope of relig religion and science, encompassing phenomena involving otherworldly agency, such as magic and mysticism. Now, this is funny. This is why I'm defining these different terms, mysticism, esoteric, because they're used to to define. They're like they're used in reference to the other terms like a cult. They're kind of used interchangeably sometimes, but I think it is important to know what they actually mean. It can also refer to supernatural ideas like ESP, extrasensory per, uh, perception, or parapsychology. The term occult sciences was used in the 16th century Europe to refer to astrology, alchemy, and natural magic. Now, just a little bit of history that I grabbed here. It came to be associated with various French esoteric groups like Eliphaeus, Levi, and Papus, and in 1875 was introduced into the English language by the esotericist Helena Blavatsky, who we'll talk more about in a little bit. Throughout the 20th century, the term was used idiosyncratically by a range of different authors, but the 21st century was most commonly employed to refer to a range of esoteric currents that developed in the mid-19th centuries. Occultism is thus often used to categories such esoteric traditions as spiritualism, theosophy, anthroposophy, the hermetic order of the golden dawn and the new age. So occult, you can kind of see like they, it's used in a very broad way, but I think this one here that talks about the 15th century Latin, you can kind of see the root of it is hidden. So hidden teachings, things like that. They talk more about supernatural. I don't know that it necessarily would have to be supernatural per se, but I do think that's what comes to mind with a lot of people. So that's what you, but that's what occult means. So when somebody says they want to study the occult, they want to study maybe the ancient mystery traditions of Egypt or try to understand what were these different secret societies trying to study? What was this occult knowledge they were after? That doesn't necessarily make it evil um, or satanic or something like that. It, it just is meant to be hidden, you know, hidden teachings. And it, as this description here described, it could have a supernatural meaning behind it, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Now, I have heard some people um, recently saying that they believe um, that there's scripture in the Bible that says that any of these older teachings, people are trying to, you know, think about the Bible in terms of history. I don't know if that's a accurate thing to do, but and they're saying that, look, the Bible warned that any of these teachings from these the past were, um, you know, that they were evil they were paganism, things like this, and they were they were bad because they weren't Christian. So there are a lot of people, I think, who are Christian who might be who might think that these occult teachings, especially if it goes back to the mystery traditions from Egypt and elsewhere, that those are things that God specifically warned about and told people not to study, not to be involved in. And there are people who just generally on that principle don't want anything to do with the occult teachings or these hidden teachings that people have tried to explore over the generations, whether or not they're quote unquote evil. Maybe they just, they want nothing to do with it. Just want to make that point. Okay. So esoteric. Now this one I think is interesting. Again, just a term that's used interchangeably almost often here intended for, or likely to be understood by only a small number of people with specialized knowledge or interest. 
esoteric philosophical debates designed for or understood by the specially initiated alone, requiring or exhibiting knowledge that is restricted to a small group. So esoteric is, it's, it's knowledge that only a small amount of people would understand, or in this case, you know, if you're studying the esoteric in relation to the occult and this type of thing, similar idea of hidden teachings known by only a small group of people designed for the initiates. Another description here, esoteric, the quality of having an inner or secret meaning. The term and its correlative exoteric were first applied in the ancient Greek mysteries to those who were initiated and to those who were not, respectively. They were then transferred to denote the distinction supposedly drawn by certain philosophers between the teaching given to the whole circle of their pupils and that containing a higher and secret philosophy, which was, which was reserved for a more select number of privileged disciples. Esotericism, the hidden meanings and symbolism of various philosophical, historical, and religious texts. So again, you can kind of see the idea with esoteric, the es something being esoteric or esotericism being about hidden teachings. Nothing there about it being particularly evil or anything like that, just being hidden. And I think that's one thing about all religions and, and schools of spiritual thought, that often there are hidden occult esoteric teachings. There are the mainstream dogmas of like say Christianity or Catholicism or any religion. And then as we're going to show in a moment, when we talk about mysticism. You also have different schools of thought within those different traditions that are outside of that mainstream and they might be considered esoteric or, you know, occult, even though they're Christian or even though they're Muslim, things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Now, also, since we're talking about esotericism, and I wanted to mention this one, Western esotericism, also just known as esotericism, sometimes the Western mystery tradition, is a term that scholars use to categorize a wide range of loosely related ideas and movements that developed within, quote unquote, Western society. Now, this is, I think, and then we're going to get into the next term, New Age, here, because we're going to, I think it's important to define it. I'm going to show you what some definitions I found online and some definitions that I put together myself that I think will help people hopefully understand what these terms mean. And hopefully this video is valuable at all. Maybe it's not. At the very least, I'm getting this out of my head so that I understand how I feel about these things as I dive deeper into my studies. That's basically what this is for. If you guys enjoy it, cool. Um, so Western esotericism is these ideas and currents are united since they are largely distinct both from Orthodox Judeo-Christian religion and Enlightenment rationalism. So basically outside of the scope of Judeo-Christian religions, um, whether that's Islam, Judaism, Christianity, Catholicism, etc., or the Enlightenment tradition. So they consider that broadly to be the Western esoteric tradition. And this has pervaded various forms of literature, philosophy, religion, art, music, etc. Various academics have debated various definitions of Western esotericism. And this is, I think these views are kind of a little bit more illuminating. One view adopts a definition from certain esoteric schools of thought themselves, treating esotericism as a perennial hidden inner tradition. A second perspective sees esotericism as a category of movements that embrace an enchanted worldview in the face of increasing disenchantment. And a third view sees it as encompassing all of Western culture's quote unquote rejected knowledge that is accepted neither by the scientific establishment nor orthodox religious authority. So again, something outside of the mainstream that then is just referred to as esoteric, Western esoteric studies, Western esoteric mysteries, 
because it's not necessarily Christianity and it's not necessarily science. It's something outside of that and it has a claim to the divine, but it doesn't align with either of those schools of thought, either science and rationality or uh, mainstream religion. Now also, um, is this the one? Okay, yeah, cool. We're here at mystic. Mystic now. This I think I deleted this. Mysticism was mentioned earlier in one of these. We've talked now about esotericism. We've talked about um, the occult. And now we're going to get a little deeper, talk about mysticism and a mystic. A mystic is a person who claims to attain or believes in the possibility of attaining insight into mysteries, transcending ordinary human knowledge by direct communication with the divine or immediate intuition in a state of spiritual ecstasy. So this is somebody who they calls themselves a mystic. They believe they can connect to the divine. Another definition, a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. Involving or characterized by esoteric, other, otherworldly or symbolic practices or content as certain religious ceremonies and art. Spiritually significant. These are just different definitions again of mystic. Of the nature of or pertaining to mysteries known only to the initiated. A person who claims to attain or believes in the possibility of attaining insight into mysteries transcending ordinary human knowledge. I think I read that one, yeah, by direct immediate intuition. And then mysticism itself is the belief that union with or absorption into the deity of the absolute is possible and it may be obtained through self-surrender and contemplation. So that's like somebody who is technically labeled a mystic. They believe through different spiritual practices and contemplation that you can have a unity with the divine, with God, however you want to word that. They could be called a mystic, mysticism. And in this, with this way, it's important to understand that there are mystics of all different traditions. There are Islam, uh, there are Muslim mystics, there are Christian mystics, there are uh, Jewish mystics. There are Buddhist mystics, and these were people who maybe their, their views might be on the quote-unquote more fringe of these different traditions. Again, they're not in the mainstream tradition, but they still believe in those. They, like, they would believe in Christ, for example, but maybe the way they pray is in a different manner, or it's based on an older tradition which didn't that sort of died out or doesn't have as many modern followers as the mainstream traditions do, right? So you, it, that doesn't mean it's... It's not correct. Um, doesn't mean it is correct either, but it just it's not out, it's out of the mainstream. The experience of mystical union or direct communion with ultimate reality reported by mystics. Now, this is some history here. The term mysticism has ancient Greek origins with various historically determined meaning meanings, including to close or to conceal. Mysticism referred to the biblical, liturgical, spiritual, and contemplative dimensions of early and medieval Christianity. During the early modern period, the definition of mysticism grew to include a broad range of beliefs and ideologies related to, quote, extraordinary experiences and states of mind. So it's a term that does go back, you know, a ways. And as it says here in ancient Greek period, uh, meant to close or to conceal mysticism and uh it, obviously the idea of what that means has, has grown and evolved over the years but that's another term that you see thrown about in this conversation all right and we're going to continue guys if you're just joining me we're doing a video where i'm going over a variety of terms that i think are often confused occult esoteric we've just covered that 
Um, mysticism, we just covered that. We're about to talk about New Age. We're going to talk about Satanic, Luciferianism, Paganism, a couple others, I think, in there. And my goal with this is, again, not to say this is the final conversation on this or I'm an expert or I know it all, uh, but I want to share this to encourage more enlightened conversation, maybe more nuanced conversation, and not just labeling things that we don't understand to be satanic, evil, etc., because it's not our particular religion or our particular belief. And I do see that for some reason, Odyssey is not working at the moment. If you don't want to watch it on YouTube or Facebook, you can always go over and watch it on Rockfin. Um, wherever you caught the link, you can find us at Rockfin. But let's go ahead and continue here with our next one on new age. And this is a fun one. Cause like I said, I, I it's, it's a term that's thrown around all over the place. Here's some I found new new age is a range of spiritual or religious practices and beliefs, which rapidly grew in Western society during the early 1970s. It's highly eclectic and unsystematic structure makes a precise definition difficult. Although many scholars consider it a religious movement, its adherents typically see it as a spiritual or as unifi unifying mind, body, and spirit, rare and rarely use the term New Age themselves. From Wikipedia, it says it, co it considers New Age, however loosely of an idea or movement it could be, to be part of this Western esoteric tradition. It says the New Age drew heavily upon us esoteric traditions, such as the occultism of the 18th and 19th centuries, including the work of Emanuel Swedenborg and Franz Mesmer, Mesmer, as well as spiritualism, new thought, and theosophy. More immediately, it, it arose from mid-20th century influences, such as the UFO religions of the 1950s, the counterculture of the 1960s, and the human potential movement, which I, I think this is, it kind of paints a picture, but at the same time, it's just, again, this is my problem with this. You're going to hear my definitions in a moment, that this particular definition, which I think this one is from Wikipedia, is so broad. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, a new age could be this thing, it's that thing, it's that thing. And it's the same thing. Like I've heard people just refer to anybody, including myself, because I have long hair, I'm a hippie and uh, or just just these loose words, the way that words are used. I just I guess it's something that really drives me crazy. And so people call things that they don't understand new age or it just you could label anything within that category, except for, I guess, just old school conservative religion. Um, it says its exact origins remain contested, but it became a major movement in the 70s. And at which time it was centered largely in the United Kingdom It expanded widely in the 80s and the 90s in the U.S., by the start of the 21st century, the term New Age was increasingly rejected within this milieu. Sometimes it involves beliefs and channeling from angels or masters. So that's one thing. And I, I think that could be true. Like if, if you start trying to put a definition together. One other thing that it, I found here was New Age has generated criticism from Christians as well as modern pagan and indigenous communities. And I think that would be because sometimes in the New Age movement, which I think is very hard to say there's such a movement, right? There's people who are into spiritual type events or like going to meditation. There's people who are very rational, but then go to those kinds of things, right? It's just like, there's a mix of people, just like any type of group of people, you get a mix of people. It's not going to be, you know, just one type of thinking, at least usually not. And, um, but I do understand because there are sometimes people who they promote spiritual events and maybe there is channeling or there is, um, there is a uh, uh, meditation or there could be yoga or ecstatic dance and things like that. And those don't necessarily have to be quote unquote new age, but then there might be somebody who is claiming to do like a healing circle and maybe they are pretending to be a native person, indigenous person, or maybe they have a tiny bit of knowledge that they picked up somewhere. And then they're kind of using that to sell 
And and it, there, this is the process where I think they would be generating criticism from these communities by basically misrepresenting their other people's traditions as their own and it's kind of done in a disrespectful way right well here's my interpretation of what new age can mean and these are more specific i think this one i have four here one is the school of thought and practices promoted by alice bailey who used the phrase new age often and this is not going to be a deep exposition at all of alice bailey but she is one of the people associated with theosophy movement and um just this whole connection to there's um, Alice Bailey, there's Blavatsky, there's others who were active around the same time. If you don't know her name, just look her up. But she specifically often wrote about this new age coming, right? And so that's one thing. Somebody who you could say somebody is new age if they are a follower, a believer in the beliefs and philosophies of Alice Bailey and and believe what she did about uh, coming into a new age or being in a new age, that, that would qualify as new age, I'd say. Number two here, spiritual practices or teachings which promote the idea of a new age coming or on the horizon. So literally, literally in this case, this is somebody who whatever they practice, whatever label it is, they generally believe generally believe like there is a new age coming. It's on the horizon. At some point, there will be a new age of humanity where time will be better, where things will, you know, um, humanity will evolve, will have either like evolved morally and there will be peace and, and love and harmony and all that stuff. And honestly, that's most religions. So you could almost call most religions that believe that at some point, whether it's because a savior comes back or because some battle or war takes place, but most traditions, religious, spiritual traditions tend to believe that there is a point in the future where things are going to go through some struggle, some kind of suffering perhaps, and then a new time emerges, uh, a better time. So that would be new age spiritual practices or teaching which promote the idea of a new age coming or on the horizon and again these ideas may or may not be influenced directly by alice bailey that i mentioned because there's oftentimes people have or hold beliefs and they don't study them deeply to say okay well i found this belief and i guess i feel this way but maybe i picked it up from somewhere maybe these ideas are a part of a tradition that came before me and maybe it would behoove me to understand where these ideas come from and that I'm being influenced by, right? So you might never have read or heard of Alice Bailey, but maybe you've picked up some of the ideas that she talked about. So again, this may or may not be influenced, but that's number two. Now, number three, I think this is gets more into what people mean, sort of, whenever they label everything new age. And this is why I think some people call me new age, because I do meditate from time to time. I do yoga from time to time. Uh, not not as much as I used to in the past, but I'm open to those things. I've also studied Buddhism. I grew up in a Christian home, you know, but I, I do some of these things that people would like to label under the label New Age. So this could be a loose collection of beliefs, which often involve meditation, yoga, various healing modalities, uh, being spiritual, but not religious. These people are often influenced by Bailey and other similar thinkers of the past without realizing it. So again, the influence on these different people who... A lot of this stuff, like, you know, for example, the belief in so-called sacred geometry, uh, sometimes numero numerological stuff that you hear repeated in the different spiritual circles or conscious circles, a lot of it can be traced back to some of Blavatsky and Bailey and the Theosophical Society and other different traditions that came before. I'm not making a judgment on whether or not those things are good or bad. I'm just saying that it is true that there are people 
who run in these different circles, let's say go to meditation events, yoga events, they go to healing circles, prayer events, and it's not explicitly Christian. They might use the words like the universe, uh, spirit, um, you know, the source, divine, stuff like that. Whereas other people say Christ or Allah, or they, you know, have a specific name for their God where um, the this crowd, which some people would label new age, are more, some would say vague, some would say general, others feel like God, you know, their belief is God is beyond words, right? Um, so that's one other thing. Now, another definition I got here is, and this is more of kind of a jab a little bit, but it, it fits too. Number four, practices, rituals, etc., that someone doesn't understand or is afraid of. And so they label new age or satanic or something like that. And that's what I've seen mostly is that different traditions that people have maybe never seen before and don't know much about, but if it doesn't fit their belief system or it's, uh, it's kind of out of the norm for them, they can just label it satanic, label it new age. And yeah, beliefs like Cheryl Webb says here about angel cards, things like that. Some of those different, the, the belief in like different archangels, Blavatsky and others, again, I'm not making a judgment. You decide whether you think that's good, bad or whatever. They were some of the people that did start to talk about these ideas. And, and it's, it's honestly, there's a lot of really interesting history. And that's why my next video is going to be on this book. Uh, all about Rudolf Steiner and his role. This is a biography of Rudolf Steiner that we're going to be going over next week. Uh, or the week after that, sometime soon. And I've got a lot of interesting stuff there. It's got a lot of history <clears throat> about these terms and about the people who are involved in these movements. And I think that's important to have a better understanding of it rather than a vague understanding that says, I don't like these things. I don't understand them, but I'm just going to label them words like new age, satanic, etc." <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you're going to use any of these terms, I encourage you to have, you don't have to have my definition per se, but recognize that there are real definitions for these words. All right, we got a couple more and we're done for tonight. Thank you guys for being here. So this leads into Satanism. The worship of Satan, Set, Saturn, the self. Those are just different interpretations. You might not understand that, but Set is, we're going to talk about the Temple of Set. Also, worship of Saturn. Some have tried to connect that to the worship of the idea or the deity in people's mind of Satan, or just generally the sort of atheistic, materialistic, individualistic, left-handed path worship of individual and of the self that is also known as Satanism. So we're going to talk about all that. Satanism, a materialistic system of belief based on personal freedom that has Satan as the central figure. From Wikipedia, a contemporary religious practice of Satanism began with the founding of the Atheistic Church of Satan by Anton LaVey, in the United States in 1966. Prior to the public practice, Satanism existed primarily as an accusation by various Christian groups towards perceived ideological opponents rather than a self-identity. Satanism and the concept of Satanism, Satan has also been used by artists and entertainers for symbolic expression. So again, we have LaVey Satanism, which was really only from 1960s on. Um, there have been historical times where people have been accused of worship of Satan or the devil and things like that uh, from within churches and obviously claims of witches and demons and that. And who knows what those things were exactly, if it was crazy humans or what they were. But as far as, and as we know, an organized worship of Satan. Now, again, this I'm keeping this video very specific to these, these um, definitions. I'm not going to get into theories and 
the reality of, for example, satanic ritual abuse, so-called satanic ritual abuse or ritualistic abuse itself, which many of you know I've done a lot of work on this year in the Utah case. Um, but there are accusations of those kinds of things, of those things existing where people, there are cases of abuse where the people involved have been praying or calling out to what they believe or, or what they say, you know, the words they use are Satan or Lucifer, things like that. Now, whether or not that's real or that's crazy people, that's up to you to decide. But the point is that has happened as well. So that's worth noting. The sat Satanist groups that appeared after the 1960s are widely diverse, but two major trends are theistic Satanism and atheistic Satanism. Theistic Satanists venerate Satan as a supernatural deity, viewing him not as omnipotent, but rather as a patriarch. In contrast, atheist Atheistic Satanists regard Satan as a symbol of certain human traits. And this is what I was saying earlier about the individual, but also super rational, uh, skeptical, materialistic. It says rationalist Satanism is used to describe the trend in the Satanic milieu, which is atheistic, skeptical, materialistic, and Epicurean. Esoteric Satanism instead applies to those forms which are theistic and draw upon ideas from other forms of Western esotericism. So it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, the old school mystery traditions, all this stuff. It's similar, but it's not the same. And they can sometimes connected, sometimes interrelated, but they say it draws it from modern paganism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. That doesn't mean those particular traditions are satanic. It's just saying that these so-called esoteric Satanists, which sometimes, you know, on the internet, you can find categories and labels on things, but it doesn't mean there's anybody out there that says, oh yeah, I'm an esoteric Satanist or anything like that. This is just... You got like academics and people trying to study this who might just put labels on it to make it easier for them to understand. So that's what sat satanic is. And, and there's a whole conversation, I think, and this is not for this video, about the use of Satan in the Bible and where that really comes from. And if that was really meant to mean, you know, this demon, this snake, this, um, you know, man in hell waiting for you. I mean, there's a lot. That's a whole other conversation for maybe another video, future video. But the point is, that is a specific thing. So that you see how like nothing in there says, oh, people who study hermeticism or people who study ancient mystery traditions, oh, that's Satanism. Or people who um, like meditation, that's Satanism. Or they, people who are into yoga, oh, that's Satanism. Or, you know, there there are specific things when you use definitions that, you know, they, they, words do mean things, basically is my point here. All right, Luciferianism is a connected but different topic, which is, a belief system that venerates the characteristics that are attributed to Lucifer. Now, this is more specific to the Bible in the sense of the angel Lucifer, the fallen angel. Luciferians usually revere Lucifer not as the devil, but as a destroyer, guardian, liberator, light bringer, and or guiding spirit to darkness, or even as the true God, as opposed to Jehovah. That's certain, you know, there's some um, Gnostic beliefs that go in that direction. Uh I think Luciferianism is, again, it's a very specific thing. So when people are talking about Lucifer, I, Lucifer and Satan are not always meant in the same way in the Bible or even in just at all. So there's similar ideas, maybe interrelated, maybe different things if they're real at all. Um, but so when somebody does use the term Lucifer or if they have in the past, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're speaking of like worshiping as the devil, worshiping the devil that, you know, you're told is burning people in hell and waiting to take you down and punish you for eternity that i think that's important to know um obviously it's a very loaded word and if people use that and for example you can find 
Uh, I know that Rudolf Steiner, for example, was involved with uh, the Theosophical Society's uh, journal. I think it was called Lucifer, and it was like the bringer of light. And people see that, and they're like, oh, my God, see, it's it's satanic. But that doesn't – I think that's just – it can be simple-minded. It's a little bit more nuanced than that, right? That, you know, maybe you have a – like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on that. I don't know what that means. But that doesn't necessarily mean these people were worshiping Satan. Another in this category, the Temple of Set which is a little bit more modern and is initiatory, initiatory cult, a cult society that claims to be the world's leading left-hand path religious organization. It was established in 1975 by Michael Aquino, which if you don't know who he is, man, that's an interesting guy. I haven't done any videos on him, but there's some good research out there. I probably should. Uh, and I will be doing actually in the Pyramid of Power mentioning him soon because he was involved in PSYOPs, but also he started this Church of Set, which they said was like, a, it was sort of like a, a offshoot of the church of satan left hand path initiatory society so again temple of set set satan saturn things like that um interesting stuff huge topic but there is there are nuances there between that and satanism and these other belief systems new age etc now final one here guys as we wrap up and then i'll take any questions if there are any paganism in the strictest sense Paganism refers to the authentic religions of ancient Greece and Rome and the surrounding areas. The pagans usually had a polytheistic belief in many gods, but only one, which represents the chief and supreme godhead, is chosen to worship. So there was all kinds of gods, you know, this like whole world of gods, the pantheon of gods, right? That's what we've learned about in the past, the Greek and Roman gods. Well, that would get labeled paganism, right? And that came about once Christianity started to come and it was a distinct distinguishing between, well, are you a Christian or are you a pagan? And they said that the pagans often had uh, sacrifice, animal sacrifice, different kinds of sacrifices to their gods. And if you were doing that, you clearly weren't a Christian. And so you, you know, it's time to kill you or get rid of you or whatever. Right. Uh, but again, this term I've seen get thrown around. It's like, Oh, that's pagan worship. It's paganism. People doing different things like that for one the, the indigenous traditions, belief systems, and, and spiritual traditions that predate the Abrahamic Judeo-Christian religions also have value, right? For example, my ancestors, native to Texas, native to the land of Texas, and native to uh, probably parts of Mexico and to other parts of the United States, my ancestors, they had traditions that don't necessarily fit in with the Judeo-Christian um, scheme of things. And that doesn't necessarily mean they were right or wrong. I'm just saying they had belief systems that were, would be labeled pagan, for example, or maybe even satanic to others, even, for example, Sundance and um, Sweat Lodge and certain things that do happen, Temescal here in Mexico and other places, certain traditions and things that people do from a certain perspective of somebody who doesn't understand them, they might label that as evil, satanic, um, pagan, etc., without really knowing. So I guess the reason I wanted to have this conversation as we prepare throughout this series that I'm doing here of going into occult studies and esoteric and diving deep and just trying to share the knowledge and the research that I'm doing because my curious mind wants to do this and also because I'm preparing for the final season of the pyramid of power. And I'm going to be getting into an episode on secret societies and religion and how that's part of the control system. 
And I think it's going to upset some people, the beliefs and the things that I put forward. But I want to make sure that I'm as versed as possible in these topics uh, to a reasonable degree. And uh, as I said at the beginning, this is not meant to be an expert take or the final take. I look forward to your comments and viewing them after this video. And I hope you've enjoyed this breakdown of the differences between occult, esoteric, new age, mystic, satanic, luciferianism, pagan. I think there was a couple others, but yeah, you know, something to think about. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Once again, please visit my website, theconsciousresistance.com, guys. This is where you can always find all of my latest content, including just today we posted the entire season three of the Pyramid of Power. If you haven't seen it at all, you can watch it as one video, two hours and 24 minutes, all four episodes. You can see the latest episode of my podcast, Live Free, Think Free. You can see how will you prepare for the climate lockdowns, digital IDs and travel restrictions, a new preview of my upcoming book, How to Opt Out of the Technocratic State, the second edition, which comes out on Monday. So check that out. And then you can also see the previous video I mentioned, the difference between belief and knowledge. I encourage you guys to go check that out, all of those out at theconsciousresistance.com. And that's all I got for tonight, guys. Until next time, remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free. Peace. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health, and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.